Hello, everyone. My name is Kate, and you are listening to Artwise. So I'm not going to lie to you guys. I have just been having one of those days where absolutely nothing is going right. So as I'm recording this, it's the 23rd. I originally recorded the Artwise season finale, which is what you're listening to right now, yesterday with season one co-host Diane. And I was so excited to record with Diane again. It's been almost two like a year and a half, two years since I had last recorded a podcast episode with Diane. And I know a lot of you guys, our listeners, really liked season one and loved Diane and missed Diane, you know, and I was excited to do something special. And, you know, I woke up this morning and I was just having, you know, a bad day. Everybody has bad days. I'm human. I have bad days and I figured I would edit the podcast since, you know, today's the 23rd, tomorrow's Christmas Eve, and then the day after is Christmas, obviously. So I knew I wouldn't have a lot of time. So I wanted to get it done and scheduled for today so that I could, you know, take my holiday time and relax. And when I went to edit the episode, I had realized that my webcam has a microphone and For whatever reason, when my computer restarted to update, the sound settings defaulted. And for whatever reason, my computer decided to make my webcam the default microphone for my computer. And even though I had double checked before I started recording, it definitely used my webcam microphone. And look, I mean, I know I probably seem so dramatic, like my voice is shaking and obviously I was just crying over this, but the reason being is because this is not a mistake that I really wanted to even admit to. I've been hosting ArtWise for over two years and when I make mistakes like this that ruin the quality of my episode, it makes me not even want to release it because I love this podcast and I love you guys and I know you deserve better than that, but it is what it is. So I thought about it a little bit and uh, this is a disclaimer. I am gonna include the episode, but just know that it's not the quality that you guys are used to or the quality that you guys deserve. And if you don't want to listen to that portion of the episode, I don't blame you at all. But while my microphone settings are back to normal, I did want to announce some really important things since this is the season finale of ArtWise. I want them to be crystal clear because they are really important. And this is a really important episode despite the quality being not great. So yeah, Season two of Artwise. This is the last episode of the season. It's also the last episode of the year, episode 45. With that, I bet a lot of you are wondering, like, when when am I coming back? I don't have a specific day yet. I got to look into the astrology and figure out what the best day to come back is. But it will be sometime in March. And with season three, there are going to be a lot of changes. Obviously, I'm still going to host. I'm going to be the solo host for season three once again, which I talk about with Diane further into the episode if you do end up listening to that portion of the episode. So it's it's just going to be me again. However, I plan on switching it up a little bit. 
So a lot of our listeners really love and miss the art history episodes that we did in season one. So I am making sure that at least one episode per month is going to be an art history episode. And then a lot of people were also missing the art news episodes. So I also want to include at least one episode a month is like current art news and then Of course, the other two will be guest artists as I feel like giving other artists a platform to tell their story is a pillar of ArtWise and what makes the show so great. So I don't want to stop doing that, but I do want to cater to what you guys like. And I know a lot of you really enjoy the sort of retelling of famous artists from history as well as things that are currently going on in the art world. So that's a big change because season two was almost entirely guest artists that I spoke with, which was great. But I do want to make sure that I'm putting out a variety of different things so that everybody can get a little bit of what they all like to listen to. Something else that I plan on doing with season three is we are actually going to start including video in most, if not all of our episodes. So I've already started planning a few episodes and I'm really excited that we are finally going to have video. So if you are listening on either Spotify or in the future on YouTube, we will be available on YouTube as a video podcast. So I'm very excited about that because I feel like we're just going to reach so many more people that way, especially with like the ability to make Instagram reels and TikToks out of the episodes with there being a visual element. That's just something that is super exciting. And the last thing that I wanted to announce pertaining to the up-and-coming ArtWise Season 3 is we are also going to be offering some kind of subscription service. So what that means is four episodes a week for free, as always, as you've been getting for the past couple of years. That doesn't change. However, if you're a big fan of the podcast and you listen to every single episode as soon as it comes out and you would love to have a few more, I'm going to be either making a Patreon for the podcast or some type of subscription service. I know Anchor has one. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a poll on the ArtWise Instagram account, basically saying, asking you guys which one you guys are more comfortable with using. But yeah, for like a low cost, you'll be able to get additional episodes every month. So instead of four, you'd be getting six or eight, depending on the tier that you choose. If we do end up going with Patreon, I definitely want to send out like monthly stickers as well to supporters and mention them in the episodes. So if you're a fan of ArtWise and you listen to every episode every week as soon as it comes out and you want to support the podcast, that would definitely be the best way to do it in the future when season three comes out. So like I said, all of this stuff is in the works. I've been planning it for months now. Unfortunately, this isn't something that I could talk about too early because I wanted to make sure that it was actually like an attainable goal for me to be able to do all of this stuff in conjunction with my own business. But I'm pretty confident that we will be able to do all of that. So I am extremely excited. And yeah, like I said earlier on in the episode, I am so sorry about the quality of this next episode. I honestly, I 
I don't even want to post it, but I know for a fact that some of you would want to hear it regardless of the sound audio quality. So that's why I opted to just trim it down and upload it (laughs) alongside me talking right now. So at least all of the most important information is clear and concise and is the quality that you guys are used to. Like I said, if you wanted to hop off now, that's pretty much all of the important stuff that I wanted to announce regarding Artwise Season 3, when it's coming in spring, when to expect it, and where Artwise is going from here. And yeah, if you guys want to show your support and you want to have a say in some of these changes, the absolute best place to do that is on the Artwise Instagram account. That's at Artwise Podcast or on the Artwise Discord server. There is a link to join the server in the episode description. So yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and thank you so much for supporting throughout season two. I could not have done this without you guys. And I'm so grateful for the absolutely insane amount of growth that we've had this past year in 2022. And I am so excited to see where 2023 takes all of us. So yeah, thank you guys for being awesome. And I'm going to go ahead and play the episode that I recorded with Diane now. Bye everyone. Hello, everyone. Today, I have the very especially (laughs) special guest, Diane. I don't know. The OG listeners of Artwise will know. Diane was my co-host for all of season one. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you wanted to yeah. introduce yourself. Yeah, hello. <laughs> I'm glad to be back. I feel like it's been so long, and I, I truly miss it. I'm. It saddens me that I don't have the time in my schedule to, like, help you out and be on this podcast more. But it's been really cool, like, watching you take off with it. It's been awesome. I'm so happy that you feel that way. I, yeah. I am glad, too, that you let me kind of take the reins on it because I'm having a blast and I obviously I wish that you could be like (laughs) in every episode of course but Mm -hmm. I will settle for a couple cameos every season a couple guest guest (laughs) guest appearances so if you ever have like some free time in your schedule to come back on like yeah yeah this is the season finale season two finale otherwise So yeah, before we get into it, I honestly for this episode didn't really have much planned. I thought we could just like talk and stuff. I was so enthralled with like how much progress we've made. I remember when the Spotify wraps came out for the end of the year um, (laughs) for 2022. I was like kind of stunned by our analytics because not that I don't pay any attention to the analytics at all but I really don't pay any attention to the analytics at all. So I didn't realize, like, I knew more people were listening to it because I had people contact me. I've had guests tell me that they got recognized in person from being on the podcast, which blew my mind a little bit. That's cool. That was really weird. I was like, were they messing with you? No, they were like, oh, where are you from that Artwise episode? And I was like, (laughs) wow. 
That's yeah. awesome, dude. Heck yeah. Somebody like got recognized from the podcast. A guest, not even me. I wish it would happen to me. <laughs> I would literally feel so, so famous. If you think you hear my voice in a public place and you're in like the Tampa area, it's probably me. And like, I'll take a picture with you. Like, let me feel famous for like a minute. I don't care. Sign some autographs. Um, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, and it's also it's so fitting to be talking about this right now, too, because this is the last episode of the year. As we're recording this, it's the 22nd, but this episode will come out on when's Tuesday on the 27th. So New right after at midnight. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. <laughs> midnight 20... release. It'll come out the 27th. So it's the last episode of the year after Christmas, right before New Year's. So a lot of people probably won't even hear this until 2023, because I know most of the people who listen to the podcast listen like while they're at work or while they're commuting to work and most people aren't working over the holidays. So I I do, I, I think we should focus on you. Oh, where have you been? What have you been up to the last two years? Well, has it been two years? Oh, I guess it kind of has. It's been like one and a half. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah, we started this podcast in the throes of COVID, right? Right in the middle. We started it in August of 2020. Oh so it's now God. about to be 2023. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, a lot has happened since then. I transferred schools to Fort Collins, Colorado. I'm now at CSU. Hopefully in my last year, I'm taking a lot of credits next semester. So should be should be interesting. The art department here has will just continue to just like surprise me. The the structure of the the degree is very interesting as well. It's kind of more of like what they call like a Bauhaus system where you're kind of integrating into a lot of different studios. So I've taken metalsmithing and lithography. I've taken a ceramics course. And that's been really cool to kind of see different sides. Cause I've only I've only ever come from more of like a digital or a drawing perspective. But learning things like metalsmithing and, and screen printing and and just ceramics has been it's been really cool and i'm and i'm kind of glad that they do it cuz yeah i feel like it's very much expanded my creativity but yeah i'm at school i'm i'm currently working at a tea house which is really awesome but yeah nothing there's a lot of new stuff yeah god 2 years <laughs> yeah yeah no i feel like at the time that we started artwise we were both at a point where like if I could go back in time and like talk to us two years ago and I had to explain where we were at now, I think I would be so nervous. I'd be like, oh God, I do not wanna I do not wanna have to go and tell twenty year old me who was making the most money she had ever made in her life and was living in this huge apartment in the city and was just living her best life that we actually decided that we hated all of that quit our jobs and moved into a shed. I don't want to have to deal with that because I genuinely, and it's crazy too, because like, I don't know how often people talk to you about ArtWise, but I think because I'm still actively like putting out like episodes and oh, while yeah. like the, the new episodes are primarily about like the artists that I'm interviewing, because almost all of them are guest episodes, but like yeah. I will kind of like on occasion be like, oh yeah, like I can relate to that because, oh, I just moved into a shed. And like, <laughs> like people who, who have kind of like listened through the season kind of like have heard like my situation that I kind yeah. of have thrown myself in for my own good. But people always ask like, you know, or not ask, but they say like, you know, I have heard so much like growth from you listening from 
be beginning to know. So That's I don't cool. know. I am excited to share what people say about this episode with you because <laughs> I feel like we both started it at like a point when like shit was about to hit the fan. Like yeah. everything was about to just like, yeah. like change completely. So, but it sounds like for the better. <laughs> yes. No. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, yeah, this, yeah, this podcast was really wonderful. It was a really wonderful thing to do with you. It was wonderful for like my own mental, <laughs> especially during COVID. Like it, it was those things. It was that thing that I had to look forward to, you know? But yeah, no, things are, are very much better than they were. Yeah, just just at this point, looking forward to the future, honestly. So, yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. So uh, do you have any, like, plans, like, once you're graduated pretty here pretty soon? Like, do you have, like, a dream situation <laughs> for your career? Absolutely, yeah. I'm a little... Obviously, I'm a little nervous to finally get my degree because it has been, God, it's been five years, five years of school. So I'm a little nervous to finally have my degree and be out in the real world, I'm sure as most graduates are finding. But my plan is a little crazy. I have a couple of friends in New York and we are actually, my partner and I are looking at moving there. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And we'll see if that's even possible because I know... I've heard some crazy stories how how there are like lines for like open houses at apartments and the lines are just around the block like I know housing there is is not especially common especially cheap housing but that's kind of the goal and I think there'll be a lot of opportunities there too my partner wants to get into publishing so we'll see we'll see yeah I'll keep you updated yeah, <laughs> that's for kind sure. of a loose plan other than that maybe plan b is like pacific northwest or something yeah Ooh. yeah nice we'll see I mean honestly I feel like I need to do more stuff like that because yeah. ooh, fun fact about me listeners that none of you probably know at all because <laughs> I don't know why anyone would I've never been on a plane before Mm -hmm. or like Florida. <laughs> I can't, yeah, I can't convince you. I've tried to convince you to come visit me, but granted, I haven't come to visit you, so I, it's totally understandable. Like, travel is expensive, and also it's, it's it, it can be a lot. <laughs> when my business takes off, I'll do it. Yes. I'm just broke. Like, yeah. broke, yeah. not like poor. I'm broke right now because all, so I don't know how extensively, or I don't, like, recall how extensively I've talked about this publicly on the podcast but I quit my job in May as a lot of you guys I think already know and I haven't really made any money <laughs> like since I quit I have but just not enough to live off of and pretty much all of it has gone back into my business like like everything that I've made so far has like been invested back in but I gave myself my first paycheck ever this month. Nice. So I was finally able to get to a point where like the business isn't in debt for the year, but it took me until December. So when I start oh. over next year and I have to pay for, to renew like my website and like all my other stuff, oh, um, yeah. I'm really, I'm, I'm really hopeful though. Like I'm really optimistic because I, you know, everybody's telling me to, they're like, don't expect to make any money the first couple of years. And mm -hmm. as someone, I have bad financial anxiety and I've always, I think you know that about, I think everyone knows that about me. Oh, I have yeah. bad financial anxiety and honestly, I my financial anxiety is just like through the roof. And I think mm. that's why I ended up 
working myself to death and I don't know why I did that because I didn't have to. I have a lot of energy and I like spending it on my career because I am so passionate about art and I love art and it's something that if I didn't get paid for it, I would do it for free. Yeah. Controversial. I mean, <laughs> I think I should get paid for it because like I'm a professional. It's work. Yeah. <laughs> Bottom line, but, it's work, you know, that's the bottom Yeah. Line. Exactly. It is work. But I'm just really happy to be out of the situation that I was in when I started working a corporate job because and I know not all not all like corporations and not all big businesses are like that. I know there's probably so many of them that actually treat their employees really well and really fairly. But I working for other people. I don't know about you. I've never worked at a job where I got paid to eat lunch. I was just talking about that with a friend yesterday. I was like, that's a thing. And she was like, my friend Katie, she's going to be a guest on season three for sure. But my friend Katie, she is like a mindset coach person. She's amazing. She was just telling me yesterday, she was like, not only do I get paid to eat lunch, but they give me money for lunch. And she has like a $50 allowance a day for food. And I'm like, Oh, where do you find these jobs? Yeah, that's dope. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That'd be great. Not, not only did I not get paid for for <laughs> to eat lunch and I had to like clock out for an hour every day when I like was in my office to eat lunch, but also like they had these like little snack machines in the office and it had like a little self checkout with a scary little oh. security camera on it. And like we had oh, to pay for no. stuff. It was super overpriced too. Like I would spend like five bucks a day on like a granola bar and a soda. Oh, it was crazy. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It, oh. They just like, it was just bad. It was just a bad, I just didn't have a good time there. Yeah. But I'm glad that like, even though before I had started working there, that was my like idea of success. Mm. I'm glad that I was able to kind of even though it took me a few, I was there for over three years. And so it did take yeah. me some time to kind of, I guess, realize that that was not good. But I was glad I was able to see past what I had kind of been, I feel like, and I don't know how you feel about this, but I almost feel like in a way, we're kind of brainwashed to think that we're supposed to live life a certain way. Like you're supposed to get the office job and you're supposed to oh, buy yeah. the house with the picket fence and find us or a spouse who's has like a, so you can have a dual household income and then have like kids together. And like, I feel like it's just so pushed on us. So when I got that office job and I got my little, I remember this moment so vividly, I got my little name tag that I could stick on like the outside of like my little, we didn't have mm. cubicles, but my little desk. <laughs> area that had my name on it and I was like I made it no yeah. I didn't <laughs> uh-uh yeah no no I mean I there's definitely a mindset of hustling that's like it's it's really terrible like I've we were talking about lunches I've had jobs where I have not been allowed to take a lunch because we were understaffed and like there wasn't time and that's fully yeah. illegal, but they still oh, yeah. do it. You know, the, the exploitation is real for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's in, in there's like, you're, you're right. There's such a, there's such a formulaic like way that I don't know. Yeah. That you're supposed to live and like working a desk, <clears throat> working a desk job is, is definitely within that, you know? So I, I get that. Yeah. 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 
it's uh, it's something. It's definitely it's crazy because my whole life that I I thought that that was what I wanted, and it mm. took me only three years to realize like this is not how people should live. Like I would commute to the office. It would take me an hour to get there. I would work like a 10 hour day. And then by the time I got home, like I've lost 12 hours of my day. I only have time to like shower, maybe eat a snack and then go straight to sleep and do it again and again and again, five times a week. And it's just like, I didn't realize how draining that was until COVID hit and I got to work from home. And then after I quit my job too, like my, my career, I should say, after I quit and I decided that I wanted to work for myself, I think the most important thing that I have learned is that there are so many more important things to life than money. And as, as hard as it is to live in a situation where like, Right now, you know, I'm living off of savings. And when that savings runs out, I genuinely don't know what I'm going to do. I saved money for over a year at my job and like mm-hmm. stuck it out for over a year to prepare myself to do this. But now that I'm doing it, I just have to like trust that I'm on the right path and that like the universe will just provide for me while I like figure out what I'm doing. But while I'm figuring out what I'm doing, I've realized how important it is for me to enjoy the process and enjoy the little things and spend time with my family and my friends and people I love and I care about and do my self care because that wasn't something, those all were things I didn't have time for. When I had to, when I quit my job and I immediately after quitting my job, (laughs) my apartment doubled my rent. I think, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but my rent went up to $3,000 a month or it would have if we hadn't have left. So me and my roommates all kind of like scattered and my boyfriend and I, we moved into a shed which was hard and it's hard to say that I live in a shed I mean it's not hard to say that I live in a shed but it's hard to live in a shed but it's also really good and honestly even though it feels like this is a bad thing that happened I'm saving so much money here and I'm stretching out the amount of time that I have to figure things out and also living in a shed I live on my aunt's property and by living here, not only am I helping myself out because my rent is significantly cheaper, but also I'm I'm helping my aunt out because now she's getting rent money that she wasn't know what this place was empty. It was used to storage before. She wasn't getting money for it. Now she's oh, wow. getting like, you know, rent money towards rent and towards utilities from me and my boyfriend. So yeah. not only are we being helped, we're helping her out. And also I don't have to live in the city anymore, which I thought that I really liked, but now that I live here, I'm in a really like big plot of land she has a few acres and it's like I don't know if anybody listening right right now has watched my TikToks but you can see I usually am outside and enjoying nature and I never thought of myself as like a nature person (laughs) ever until until COVID hit and I realized how much I desperately needed for my mental health to be outside at least a couple hours a day and that's why I'm so glad I live in Florida and why I don't think I could ever live anything anywhere else because the weather here is just so beautiful like almost all the time so yeah I can tell you the weather here today is exceptionally bad right now it's negative (laughs) eight that's why I'm not leaving the house today (laughs) Uh, 
63 yeah. right now, which is oh, actually, no. it's, it's very cold for Florida. I'm at, <laughs> I, have the, I have the heat on right now. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> oh, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> yeah, anything less cool. than like 75, I'm like, okay, the heat's going on. It's winter. <laughs> <laughs> it's too cold. Yeah. It is, no, it is really cold. It's supposed to warm up at four o'clock it's supposed to go up to 70 but it's 64 right now and tomorrow is supposed to, we have a hundred percent chance of rain and the high oh. is 70 but over the weekend it's gonna go down to like the high being like like 50 degrees which i'm i don't think it's been that cold in years here wow. <laughs> so yeah yeah oh no gosh. it's insanity maybe um, we'll come visit you right now <laughs> go ahead i mean I just Love bought it. a plane ticket. <laughs> you know what's funny is we do have a futon in the well, same <laughs> living room. My shed is all one room. It's kind of. I wish I could hold on. I'll show you. The oh people yeah. Listening. Oh, you got like a kitchenette and everything. That's nice. Yeah, we don't have an oven, oh, but we have God. a fridge and we have like cabinets and we have like those little fake kitchen appliances. Mm. There's kind of a half wall, but there's no door. So oh, it's yeah. all one room. So we have like a bathroom, a tiny little teeny tiny like mini kitchen. And then I'm supposed to be doing a shed. Somebody commented on one of my TikToks the other day and they were like, please do a shed tour. And I'm like, what is No, what's crazy is they commented like, please do a shed tour with a little like, you know, like the, oh. like, the big eye face. And they were like, yeah. please. And it got a bunch of likes and I'm like, oh. why do people, like, why do people want to see like, <laughs> shed? You want to see was, your digs. <laughs> it is, it is, it's really nice for a shed, but yeah, it's really like, it's really nice shed. In fact, my, my cousin, cause I'm on my aunt's property. The whole reason they built this, sh this little, they call it the tiny house. It's a shed, but it's, it's tiny house size. It's like yeah. a studio apartment. There's not really a bedroom. I mean, kinda, but like there's there's no door and there's like a half wall. But yeah, the the reason that they built it is because my my cousin and my uncle were fighting too much when she was living in the house, and they were like, okay, oh. we're just gonna build you like a tiny house because everything is like too expensive for you to just move out. And she lived here with her husband. Oh wow! For seven for seven years. And then wow. she got pregnant and bought a house. And then this place was empty for two years. And then oh. it being empty, my aunt was like, you know, if if your rent gets raised, because we were kind of freaked out that it would get mm -hmm. doubled the way that it actually ended up happening. We were kind of nervous that that would happen to us because I don't know if you've seen online people talking about their rent getting raised, but it's yeah. happening everywhere. Not, I mean, it happened to me. Yeah, happened to me too. Yeah. yeah, it's happening everywhere. And it's not even like, oh, it's getting raised like the normal, I don't know what the normal percentage is. Like, yeah, I'm not sure. 10%. I, I don't know what the normal percentage is. We had lived at that apartment for two years prior. And when we renewed the first lease, it only went up $50. So we were thinking, okay, it'll go up another 50 bucks, whatever. We weren't expecting it to go up as much as it did. But we were, we kind of were at the same time because we mm -hmm. saw other people posting like, oh my gosh, my rent got doubled, my rent got yeah. tripled. And we lived in an area in Tampa in the city that is kind of like everybody's moving there, especially oh. since COVID, everybody is working from home because of mm -hmm. COVID. 
So after COVID happened, people were like, we want to keep working from home. And they were like, actually, that's kind of cool because then we don't have to pay for an office space and people seem to be more productive working from home. So a lot of places were like in New York and like more expensive places where you would be getting paid a lot more. They were like, okay, you can continue to work from home. And so all the people that lived up north said, okay, we'll move to Florida then because why not? So, and I know that for a fact, because when me and my boyfriend at our old apartment, we went to the front office or the like leasing office, I'd say front office, like it was a school, the leasing office (laughs) in our apartment complex. Yeah, we we went there and we were going to try and like see if we could talk them down into like only raising our rent 50 bucks like they had before because it really took us off guard. Like, yeah, there's just no way. And as we were leaving, we saw this old lady pull in with a New York license plate and she was like, I'm here to take a tour. And me and Thomas were like, oh my God, we were so mad. We were like, we were here first and we're getting kicked out because people can pay $3,000 a month because their job is technically based in New York, but because they're working from home, they're able to live wherever. And so of course you go to Florida. Florida is like amazing. I love Florida. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh my goodness, yeah. I think I'm hoping that there's going to be a tipping point because I do know a lot of like rental companies are buying up houses like as soon as they're on the market because because they can afford it. So I think I think the idea of of owning land, especially for anyone in our generation, is just way, way off. And I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm hoping at some point there will be kind of a tipping point where, okay, nobody wants this housing because nobody wants to pay rent. You're not paying into your own wealth. Like if you're paying a mortgage, that that money is going to come back to you when you sell the house. You know, you're paying into your own wealth in that way. And paying rent is just it's stealing. It really is. And it's very sad. It is. I completely agree with you about that. And honestly, I, I don't. I don't think I was actively putting out episodes at this point in time, but I hired a real estate agent and I was going to try to buy a house before I quit my job. That's right. At that point, I knew I was going to quit my job and I was saving all the money I could. And I was thinking, okay, if I could buy a house and rent out a couple of the rooms to my current roommates, then I wouldn't have any cost of living at all whatsoever because their rent could cover just my share. So I told my real estate agent, I was like, I would like two bedrooms ideally three would be better i don't care if it's an apartment i don't care if it's a townhouse i don't care if it's a single family home i would prefer a single family home but i just want something that's livable and i want something that the mortgage is going to be less than 1200 she couldn't find anything yeah within a two hour radius she couldn't find anything and i'm like i feel like 1200 dollars like i felt like i was making decent money i wasn't but I felt like I was making decent money at the time and I was making two and a half to $3,000 a month between both of my jobs. Cause I was also working two jobs at the time. Yeah. And I was like, 1200 is more than a third of my entire income and you, you can't find anything. And I feel like comparing my income to like the world, right. I, that's about $40,000 a year. I think mm-hmm. technically the year that I was looking at houses, full transparency, after I did my taxes and everything, between my, my both two jobs that I had the entire year and my investments, because I do invest in like crypto and stuff, mm-hmm. between all of that, I made 57000 in 2021. In 2022, I don't even think I made half that. Mm. like not even close but the year that I was shopping for houses that's how much I make 
And also I did some research in 2022, right now where we're at, anything less than $60,000 a year is poverty level. Yep. And I was like, what? Yes. I was was like, I felt like I was making so much money because (laughs) I was always taught like, oh, that's like a decent bit of money. Like I, when I was like growing up, I was like, I just want to make like a cool $40,000 a year thinking that that was, and at the time that I was growing up, that was like the average of like a whole like household of what people paid. And like, it was like lower middle class. And I'm like, I don't need anything fancy. I just want to make enough (laughs) to like afford a house and eat food. (laughs) And then I, and then I almost double, not, not almost double. I was at 57,000. I was so close to 60 and I was like, damn i'm 21 i'm making i made fifty seven thousand dollars this year yeah. and they're like oh yeah that's like poverty what <laughs> that's like I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah but then but then listen to this if you're making i think it's like 100k a year then you're in the top nine percent like that's how like polarized the ends are like that's how many poor people there are you know yeah i believe it's like the top nine percent if you're making 100k let me fact check that because i don't want to be telling lies on your podcast but i'm probably already lying i mean <laughs> i heard this probably from like a tiktok or something i'm not oh gosh gotcha. definitely i'm definitely i mean i i definitely have heard multiple people say anything less than sixty thousand a year is you know poverty level it's it's below lower middle class or lower middle class like depending on like your household but oh yeah i'm way off a study by the economic policy institute found that the average earnings of those in the top 10 percent were roughly 173,000 a year in 2020 okay so in 2020 i don't know about now but i think things have changed a lot yeah i'm not yeah. sure that's still i mean i mean i feel like that's still like I don't know. I remember, and I'm I'm sure you you feel the same way. Hearing somebody say, "Oh, I made six figures," I feel like that's always like hearing that is always like that's the goal. Like that's what you want is six yeah, figures. But yeah. realistically, like not that many people do. And usually, if people make more than six figures, it's because they are a joint income household and they're like a married couple who have two incomes and they both make yeah. like eighty thousand, and that's how they got to that top ten percent. But I feel like as an artist, too, like from an art perspective, since this is an art podcast, I feel like I kind of have to tie it back to that somehow. As an artist making what I made in 2021, to me, that was almost unheard of for me to like, I didn't, you know, the year prior to that in 2020, I, again, full transparency, I try to be as open and honest as possible. I think I made 32,000 at the same job, but I had got a second job and also invested all my savings in 2021. So that's why I had that big jump. And I am very much, I'm a reader. I love books and I love reading about financial literacy, but right now everything just kind of sucks. Like I wouldn't, I didn't invest any money in 2022 because I lost almost everything I invested in 2021. Yeah, I lost almost everything that I invested in 2021. So I didn't invest anything new. And also I I couldn't because I was gearing up to quit my job. And then I did quit halfway through Mm. the year. Yeah, investing seems like a great way to climb the ladder. But it's very, to me, like, it seems very daunting. Like, I wouldn't even know where to start. Yeah. Yeah. And I I know they do it. They I know they do that on purpose. But it's risky, for sure. I lost, I yeah, I lost 
not everything that I put in, I still have the money that I put in, but everything that I made from investing, I lost in this oh, year. Gotcha. But I also, I never sold. I never pulled. I've been holding. I've been holding all my investments that I made years ago. I've been holding. I don't plan on pulling the money out until it goes back up because I, yeah. I know, I know that it will eventually go back up. Mm -hmm. And that's something too, that I've heard a lot of people who teach financial literacy say, you know, until like there are going to be points where you lose everything if you're investing because it is risky but like the key oh, yeah. is to like know that that's like unfortunately that's normal and it always you know will go back up i mean stocks are different but i'm more read up on like cryptocurrency and stuff oh, okay so <laughs> that's what i invest in um yeah. but yeah it's 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 interesting because you know, I feel like it is really daunting, but the only way that you can really learn is, is just to do it. But it is, right. it is risky. Like I'm not going to front, like I, yeah. everything I made in 2020, 2021, when I had made all that additional income, I think I was net positive by like $20,000. Oh. And at this point, I think I'm like a thousand dollars in the negative. So of, I think I invested $7,000. I think of the 7,000, I lost a thousand. So I'm at 6,000, but I know, like, I feel like if I hold it, something that I'm invested in is going to go up. And then I may, maybe I won't get back to 20,000 positive. Maybe I'll surpass it either way. I'm, I'm not, I'm not planning on selling unless I absolutely have to. And I think that's like, I feel like that's if you're planning on investing anyway, I know, I think it's a great tool for artists to okay. learn something. If you don't feel comfortable investing in stocks or crypto, that's totally understandable because it is so risky and you could mm -hmm. much like myself lose everything. But there's other ways where you can like invest by getting like a high yield savings account where you put the money in and you're not allowed to touch it for X amount of time, but it's mm -hmm. like high yield. So whatever money is it that you're putting in, you get like a percentage back out of it just for letting them hold your money in that savings account i think one of them is called like a roth ira oh a yeah few other ones that are that are good to look into i feel like being an artist is something that a lot of people starving artists nonsense <laughs> they think that it doesn't make any money but mm -hmm. it's it's really like i feel like from my experience anyway <laughs> just talking about financial literacy as an artist it's it has nothing to do with the profession because first of all if you compare graphic design and like art related jobs that are like a career like if you're employed by another person not self-employed artists but people that are employed by other people it's very comparable to other professions the pay is yeah yeah well if not a little bit more depending on what kind of artist you are obviously if you're like i can do ux ui i know how to code and you have like all these additional skills like you can get like a higher paying job than somebody like me who i just know illustrator i've never learned ux ui I could probably teach myself if i wanted to that's the thing <laughs> yeah that's one of those things about being like a, a free and a freelance artist and just a freelancer in general like you not only need to be a master in your craft but you got to know yeah financial literacy and like marketing and business you got to be able to market yourself um mm -hmm. yeah that's what they that's what they don't tell you <laughs> in a capitalist world i feel like 
no matter what your profession is, artists or not, creative profession or not, it's always good to read up on financial literacy so mm -hmm. that if you do ever have a dis disposable income or if you are able to save money, see, I feel like even when I was younger, when I was 18, I always put myself in positions where I was able to save a lot of money because when I first moved out of my parents' house, when I was 18, a lot of people told me that's so dumb. You should stay home and save your money. Well, I was able to move out, have two roommates and still save money because my roommates were, you know, paying their share and yeah. I made enough that I could save a couple hundred a month. And like, I'm a really frugal person. I'm not the type of person to ever buy stuff or spend money unless it's on my business and I feel like I'm going to make a return on it. Like mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm still using, oh, I don't have my headphones. I'm still using wired headphones that I've got like with my iPhone <laughs> seven, like 10 years ago. Oh my so gosh. like, I'm like, I'm very frugal. I don't like, I don't spend money on stuff like that. Hardly ever. I try not to like, I mean, honestly, my biggest like expense that I had to get used to not doing anymore after I quit my job was like, Uber Eats and eating out. Those were like oh, the, yeah. the biggest things, but I, I haven't ordered Uber Eats in, in months. Probably, honestly, I've maybe ordered Uber Eats once since I moved into the shed and quit my job, maybe twice. But that's like, that's about it. It's just like, and I know I hate to say that, but it, it really just, it also depends on your situation. Cause there's also those people who try to speak on financial literacy and they're like, if you don't have enough money to buy a car twice, then don't buy a car. Well, not everyone has that luxury. Exactly. I had to finance my car. I didn't buy a super fancy, expensive, extravagant car. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people I know, like will buy a car with like a $300 a month payment. No, I bought my used Honda Civic because that was the cheapest thing that I could find that I felt like was safe and reliable and I needed a car. But a lot of like, I think looking at your own situation and I, I feel like this is like good with anything, whether it be like art related, career related, financial related, I feel like the only thing that you can really do is look at your situation and say, okay, like what's the smartest way I can go about this? What's like the most informed way that I yeah. can like make the best out of this situation and also you know, get to like my end goal. Cause like, obviously not everybody wants to be a billionaire. And if you're making enough money to like pay your bills, feed your family, your responsibilities, whatever you need to do, and you have some left over and you're not looking to invest it and use it in a business, of course, buy your AirPods, buy a little you know, order, order Uber Eats, go buy like a $6 coffee because you don't want to make it like I don't yeah. care. And I don't think that's a dumb decision, but no, no, not at all. I think it's, yeah, I think it's very yeah. important to my, something my partner always says, is I just want enough to like have a beer at the end of the day or like go out yes. for a beer every once in a while, like trading yourself is absolutely very important. And yeah, I think it's nice. Just, I don't need to be crazy rich. It would be great, but I don't think it's going to happen. Having enough yeah. to like go out every once in a while or buy myself a little treat every once in a while is, is perfectly fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. I agree 100%. I think it's definitely like honestly essential as like a form of of self-care. And, you know, my situation right now where I started my business, I do self-care rituals that don't cost money outside of that, obviously. I, you know, I take my 
I've been doing this thing too. This is art related. I, t- I <laughs> thought I was able to tie this in. So at, at the end of every day, I've been taking like 15 minutes to an hour to draw something physically in nice. my sketchbook because I, as a digital artist, I feel like I kind of got lost in the sauce for a few years. <laughs> and I, I was not drawing anything on paper at all. And, you know, obviously... I, I prefer digital art because I don't have to clean up and I can use mm-hmm. as many colors as I want and there's right. as many brushes as you I want. I'm not limited. Extra, extra colors of something. Well, well, depending. Until, until, <laughs> until Pantone. <laughs> until Pantone. Oh, I forgot. Until Pantone steps in. <laughs> I forgot that happened. I should have made an episode about that. I don't know why I didn't. <laughs> well, next, next time around. Yeah. Yeah, no, until Pantone decided to monetize <laughs> colors. So yep, yeah. <laughs> well, oh. what were we saying? We were talking about digital art and like you drawing your sketch. Oh, yeah. So that's like one self-care thing I, I do now that doesn't really, I mean, obviously the art supplies cost money, but that's like a one and done situation that you can use for like months on end. At the end of every day. Pencils and pens, like you can make some pretty cool stuff with, with, with little, yeah. Oh yeah, my birthday was December first, and my grandma got me a, like a Michael's gift card, and I bought nice. I bought Posca pens. <gasps> I've never used them before, and I'm obsessed. And I've been using them. <laughs> I have them right here. Oh, I yeah, got, I got the cool. yeah, I got the pastel color pack, and I also got with it. I got this. What is it called? Bimoji brush pen. Bitmoji brush pen. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bitmoji. It's almost Bitmoji, just without the T. <laughs> but it's a medium brush chip, and it just it has ink in it, and it's nice. like a brush tip pen. And I've been using those together to just draw That's something awesome. on paper before bed, and it helps me like wind down, but it also helps me get like creatively excited for whatever work projects that I'm working on like for my business too so that's something for free like that you can do that's like self-care and also obviously like taking like a long shower is self-care like a lot of things but I feel like my even though it doesn't feel like it like my biggest act of self-care is definitely leaving my job to start my business. And the reason it doesn't feel like that is because businesses and things like that take time to kind of get up off the ground. And so in order to do that, having to move into a shed, it was honestly, even though it was a little bit out of my control, it was not an easy decision to abandon the lifestyle that I thought that I wanted for something that I think would be even better. But yeah, really glad that I did it and I'm so excited to hear about all the stuff that you do after you graduate and I I can't wait you'll have to you'll have to make at least one guest appearance every season oh yeah I would love to and even I'm taking a bunch of art history courses next semester I think I'm taking like three so if you do if you want a little help researching or if you want to do a history episode together or a couple I am so down for that oh yes absolutely yeah. I would love that. I am, I can't wait. I can't wait. I, <laughs> I like, there was a lot of episodes. Like I have a like note section of my phone that had like artists that 
I think we meant to talk about in the first season, but oh. never got around to before it ended. Like, we never did a Salvador Dali episode. No, we did. I feel like we talked about him, but I don't, I don't think but, we did an yeah. episode. No, we didn't. I oh. And I'm, like, distraught because he's probably my favorite. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's like my favorite dead artist. I don't know if that's a good way to word it. Art artist from history who's not alive anymore. Even though it wasn't that long ago, he was alive mm. in the '80s, so it's like that wasn't really long. Oh yeah, ago. but yeah. he's like my probably my favorite. He because he's just so technically like skilled. Like I just can't. Oh yeah, he's amazing. But I love that guy. He's so cool. Heck yeah. Like, I hope he's watching this in spirit. <laughs> I think he's just such a cool guy. I really like, I I enjoy the vibe, you know? I think he's mm -hmm. awesome. Well, his, his art anyway. I don't really know what he was like as a person. I would imagine, like, pretty. He had a hard life. We'll save yeah. that. We'll save that for the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot oh, of artists. Sure. It's, mm -hmm. it's something. Ooh, you know what I was thinking about the other day? This is kind of random. So I think that I might be, like, Frida Kahlo like reincarnated <laughs> dang that's yeah that's not because pretty... like oh my god I'm so good it's because <laughs> I can only draw like in bed like that's the only way I can comfortably draw oh my and gosh I was I was thinking about it because I was like sitting at my desk trying to draw because you know I have this I bought when it will I don't know if I should say this publicly, because so, I really don't want to give it back. No one tell on me. So last last year for Christmas, I knew that I was going to quit my job the following year. And I knew that this year, my past self would not have money for good Christmas presents. So last year, I went all out and I spent like hundreds of dollars, oh, wow. thousands of dollars on everybody's Christmas presents. Like I bought my mom like a super nice, like fancy cricket with like all of the it was like a bundle with like a bunch of oh, vinyl nice. and like tools and everything i spent a ton of money on that and i bought my dad those canvas lamps i think they're oh, called yeah. and they're like the really big lamps with like the super bright lights and they have like a tripod on top for your phone and you can mm. record yourself drawing and i bought one for him last year for christmas and they accidentally sent me two and i <gasps> kept one of them for myself oh, because nice. i was like i was like at first, I thought it just came in two boxes, and I was like, that's weird. And then yeah. somebody was like, that doesn't make sense because it's just a lamp. And I was like, you're right. And they were like, open it and just see. And I was like, okay. And so I opened one of them, and I was like, oh, they sent me two. Oh, they my gosh. And then I kept it because I feel like it's a sign from the universe. Yeah. And, like, I was being so generous that, like, maybe I deserved, like, a little gift. But I use it a lot. But it's hard because I am so much more comfortable drawing when I'm laying in bed <laughs> in exactly like a Frida Kahlo position, like prompt, mm -hmm. like with like the sketchbook, like on my knees, like laying back. And I know it doesn't <laughs> sound comfortable. And I know mm -hmm. to other people, it's not comfortable because my boyfriend has like tried to like use his laptop in bed like that. He's like, I don't know how you do this. It's so uncomfortable. My neck hurts. And I'm like, it's just the only way I can get comfortable. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, oh my God, Frida Kahlo, like painted from bed because she was like so sick yeah maybe like uh, no I doubt that that's the case <laughs> I don't just to be clear guys I don't think I'm actually free to call it reincarnated but I do think it's very strange you embody that... the energy of 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 a bedridden artist <laughs> yeah except for like I'm not like I'm perfect like I'm I'm perfectly healthy but I just like to lay in bed it's just yeah. like you know I 
I bought, so for like years, me and my dad shared, oh my God, don't tell on me for this either. Me and, <laughs> me and my dad shared an Adobe subscription for like years because you could have it on two devices. So my oh, yeah. computer his computer and we would just like we would just share it yeah. and recently oh my gosh do you guys want to hear some oh my god i don't know if i can say this <laughs> I keep, i'm like right before as the episode's ending i'm like okay I have, spill to, the tea. I have to spill all the tea okay. <laughs> i forgot what i was even talking about because i have to talk about this i didn't tell the people this on the podcast this is crazy so the reason that I had to buy an Adobe subscription, and I'm so glad that I did because now I can work from bed because I had it only on my desktop and I have it on my desktop and my laptop, laptop. But the reason that I bought it is because I got hired to do this super crazy free, I think I told you this over text, but I haven't talked about it oh, publicly. Maybe. I got hired to do this really big, like 40 hour a week for three months production art gig paid wow. like 30 dollars an hour paid super well and nice. i was ecstatic because like i haven't my business is i've been focused on marketing sales and figuring out exactly what i want this to be yeah. so i i get contacted and i get hired for this job that pays really well 30 an hour 40 nice. hours a week for three months i'm like that's perfect because by the time the three months are up I'll have enough money saved back up that I'll be able to start focusing on my business 100% again. That's perfect. And I got so excited and they hired me. They had me do a training. I worked there three days and then the company that I used to work at freaking bought them and oh, refused yeah. to fulfill my contract. And so I literally, I got so excited. I posted on all my social media, like I'm fully booked for the rest of the year. Can't take any more work because I'm fully yeah. booked and I was so excited. And then Aww. I worked there three days and I got paid for the work that I did, but it was like a $500. How did you do that with your contract? What? Because they didn't, they refused to sign it. And my original contract Aww. was with the other company and not the company that like bought them. So. That's so bizarre. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That oh sounds like God. some shit that would only happen to me, bro. Like, <laughs> what the heck? I was no like, real. no, I was so, I was like, I, I was so excited to finally have money. No, no. Oh, <laughs> I got paid for the three days that I worked, but I could not like, and this is just like a pure, like prime example of like, I, I don't know, like being a victim of life. I have oh. like, I don't know. It's it's crazy. It's crazy to me that that happened because that honestly, it felt, I think I told you this too, it felt really targeted, but yeah. I know it wasn't because like, <laughs> who, who was I? A tiny little production artist that made barely above minimum wage? Like, absolutely not. I doubt it was targeted, but... <laughs> Yeah. They said, they said F you twice. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. To, to be fair, when I, when I quit my job in May, I did have like an exit interview and I didn't leave anything unsaid. I'll just Good. leave it at that. Like they totally Good. knew that I had gripes with the company and the way that they were treating people and the way that I was treated. But he's what he's. Damn. He's what yeah. Is. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Is there anything new on the horizon for you? Is there anything new you're working on? Any behind the scenes kind of stuff? I kind of put everything out on the table for art wise at the beginning of this episode. Oh, everything yeah. that I have planning in the works. I am not 
sure what else that I could like relate to art art wise that's really new that like would spoil new episodes but (laughs) for my own business I'm definitely planning on collaborating with a few people outside of the art realm I definitely want to I'm planning or I guess I've been talking to a few different people who are in different niches like gaming and then I have somebody who's in like the spiritual I have a couple of people actually in the spiritual space because I what I am a really spiritual person I do read like birth charts and I am I consider myself to I think I would consider myself to be like an astrologer because I I can't read charts before I was like a psychologist hobbyist astrologer now I'm like no I could do this for money (laughs) I've I've read so much about it I feel like if I took like the astrologer test, I would probably like pass. So I'm more confident in that and human design as well. So collaborating with people in the spiritual community and the gaming community and other communities, just to kind of like, because we're all, all the content creators out there are all creative. So it's all kind of one thing. And I've been working a lot on branding, brand design. So I honestly have no clue how many people who listen to the podcast follow my business accounts on TikTok and Instagram, but I have been focusing a lot of my attention on branding, marketing, my business. I don't have anything that's currently pending right now. I did just post a portfolio party on December 1st for my birthday and that was so much fun I think I might do it again if not I don't have like a date set for that and I honestly I was thinking like I would do it every six months because if the same people wanted to show up obviously like you would need time to add more stuff to your portfolio to actually change it so but yeah other than that really just like focusing on Oh my gosh, it's 122 on 1222 2022. Right <laughs> Sorry, I just looked at like the oh, time yeah. at the bottom and I was like 22 22 Yeah, I'm just really focused on marketing myself and especially oh, on yeah. TikTok. Oh my gosh, I feel so famous sometimes on TikTok. <laughs> I have I just at the time of recording this See, I had a goal for myself for the end of the year to hit 10K on TikTok. And I I could still get there. I'm really close. But right now I'm at 8,471 followers. Yeah, so all, all it takes is one video. And, you know, so I, I could still get there. But I'm actually like I'm closer than I thought I would be. I didn't even start this account until pretty much like the beginning of this year. So I'm really wow. happy that my, my business is getting some attention nice Um, yeah but yeah I definitely yeah that's pretty much it with me other than like my crazy life stuff (laughs) yeah yeah no kidding oh my god is there anything that you wanted to add before we close out the episode because it's oh man I don't think so I mean I feel like I have I don't have as much I don't have that much more advice to give than I did a couple years ago like I'm just I'm still going. Maybe I'll have more to give when I have graduated and I'm kind of coming into the business world of of this profession. But yeah, as for right now, I mean, I'm doing pretty well and I have I don't know. I'm excited. I don't have any don't have any or too many worries for the future. I'm sure it'll be different once I get there, but as well, for now, I'm very good. <laughs> when you move to New York, I will definitely 
feel a lot more comfortable on a flight to New York than a flight <laughs> across the country. Yes. So Heck yeah, um, please come visit me if I'm able to find a place that's affordable. You'll find a place. You'll find a place. I hope so. That's the yeah. goal. <laughs> yeah, you definitely will. Have you seen those videos on on like the internet of people being like walking up to random people in New York, being like, yeah. "How much is your rent? Can I see your apartment?" They're like, "Sure." Yeah. I think you just have to get really lucky, which is kind of how I found my current apartment. I got mm -hmm. super lucky rent-wise, but I think if you know the right people and if you can get kind of lucky and find a, a cheaper spot, because I have seen some of those videos where it's like, my rent is like 500, 600 a month. And I'm like, oh, that's great. Like New York, 500, 600 a month. That's that's great. That's and then they'll show you like a small, nice apartment. And it's like, I know there are still rats there, but that's, I mean, that's pretty good still, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, yeah, that's a really, <laughs> like, there are things, and I, you know, I've seen some apartments, too, that they do, like, even though they're really small, they look, they look really nice. Yeah, and I don't mm -hmm. mind living in a small space, I mean, I don't mind that at all. Oh, me, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm in a small space, and it wasn't my choice. Well, I mean, I guess it was my choice, but. We were backed into a corner, okay? Yeah, like, if I had like... known, I don't know, if I had known this was how things are going to go, I might, I probably would, honestly, probably wouldn't have done things ever really, but, I, <laughs> yeah, we live in a small space, but, honestly, if we didn't have two cats, it wouldn't be as bad, no offense, oh. guys, I, it's just bad with cats, it's hard to, well, it's easy to keep it clean, I will say that, that's my favorite part that's about good. having a small space, is that yeah. to deep clean the entire place takes, like, three hours and that's like a good clean because like it's like 200 square feet like there's not much to clean but it, it also gets messy really quick because it's so small <laughs> but having like pets oh my god it's 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 hard like, yeah yeah like I I clean the litter boxes probably twice a day and I'm constantly like burning candles and stuff because oh, it's yeah. like two two having two cats is just it's that's like the biggest struggle with this place is having two cats and the fact that my boyfriend also is a content creator and having to oh, yeah. synchronize our schedules has oh, been gosh. difficult to say the least. Like having him, you know, recording his videos and yeah. streaming, like we have to work around each other's schedules. And that's something that we're still figuring out because while well, I've been doing this for a couple years or I guess one year total now, like seriously, he's new to it. So that's probably what we're going to do today, honestly, is sit down and like figure out, okay, every other day are like my days and his days for like content creation. And yeah. maybe we'll just have to like bulk and like release stuff every, like slowly every day. Who knows? Yeah. But those are probably the biggest struggles with it. Other than that, I would say I really actually prefer being here. Honestly, not having roommates has been nice. great for my mental yeah. health. Yeah, <laughs> I bet I have heard some horror stories from you, and I have some horror stories as well. <laughs> yeah, roommates are something else. Even it's if they're hard. good, they're still they're still there. <laughs> we were roommates once. We barely. were. You were my very first roommate ever. Oh Mine my god. Mine too. Mine too. Yeah, was, I feel like it was cool though. It was. It, it was, was. I don't know. Like you, you were up there with like probably the most positive roommate experience I've had. Oh. And then, you know, I had three, maybe four that were okay, but not great. And then there was <laughs> two that stood out as I 
don't even know how I ever agreed to this. Uh huh. Like three days in. So. Oh no. <laughs> but yeah. Even like living in a in a small space like this, even even though it is really small, it's mine, and yeah. that is the best part. I mean, look at the look at my wall. Yeah. Oh, you guys can't cool see it. I have I have a quarter shelf with all my crystals. I painted mm -hmm. like a crystal like mural kind of thing. I mean, it was yeah. kind of half fast because like we didn't have a lot of time before we moved in when we painted this. So it could be cooler, but it's not. But it's still pretty cool. <laughs> it is awesome. My mom made me like this like macro is macrame the right word? Crochet macrame. It's like a yeah. little bookshelf, but it's like mm -hmm. the books are like hanging in these like slot things it's, it's yeah. cool i don't know how to describe it good but anyway. <laughs> yeah anyway no. looks great it's okay that the episode ran a little long because this is the season finale so <laughs> oh yeah it's fine every time i'm like okay let's wrap it up i'm like wait did i tell you about this <laughs> one more thing yeah <laughs> there's right. so much to talk about there is there's a lot and honestly like you guys listening like it's been a while since we've talked so mm. it's like that yeah it's just, it's just been a while so there's a lot to discuss but thank you so much for coming yeah. on i thank you was for having me when you said that you could come on for the finale <laughs> i was like oh my gosh thank god because i didn't know what i was going to do for it <laughs> and i think this was a great finale because you know in the beginning we had all the announcements we got them all out of the way in the first 10 minutes and then we got to talk about like nothing for like yeah we just got to catch up <laughs> which is really nice it has yeah. been a while. Yeah, it's been a minute. And ooh, who knows, maybe within the next couple, maybe the next year, we'll be able to record one in person. That'd be so Oh my cool. gosh, that'd be awesome. How old were we the last time we saw each other in person? 17? I think we were 17. Yeah. 17? Yep. That was good old Ringling. Yeah. <laughs> Ringling. <laughs> Many, Ringling. many years ago. Oh my, yeah, 17, good lord. Oh my gosh, that was six years ago. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Oh my, wow, time, the passage of time. <laughs> I know. Oh, that's so uh, I'm not that old. I'm only 22. Oh, I shouldn't feel this way, but yeah. No, we'll, I'm, I'm sure we'll see each other hopefully soon. We say that every time we talk, we're like, oh, we'll, we'll, I'll come visit you or like, <laughs> I have plans to, and then you, there, at one point you had a wedding that you were going to go out to, and then it's like, oh yeah, COVID was, yeah, it's just been nuts, but we will see each other soon, hopefully. Yes, hopefully, <laughs> within the next year. I definitely don't have the money to do it now, but yeah. I have all the confidence <laughs> in the world. For some reason, I have this gut feeling that February is going to be like the month that things turn around, or like the oh, end of I January, so. early February. It's just like a guttural, like psychic sixth okay. sense feeling that like <laughs> i hope you're right yeah freaking hope so too because i don't know how much longer i can not have like like have any money coming in after <laughs> six six months of working non-stop on my business turning around spending everything i've made back into the business and giving myself a check for 200 dollars was probably <laughs> the most heartbreaking thing i've ever had to do but it was oh. still nice to be able to pay myself even if it yeah. was only 200 bucks but yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. Well, 
before it gets too long, that about wraps up this episode. Again, thank you so much for coming on. This was so yeah, nice to thank catch you. up. I missed, I missed you and I missed this. Yeah, me too. Fun. Yeah, you're welcome anytime. I, like, yes. I'll have to share my, my calendar with you once I start getting stuff scheduled out for recording. I'll have to share it with you. And if you're ever available, Please just do. let me know. Heck yeah. yeah. Please do. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I would love to. Yes. All right. Well, thank you everyone who listened, who made it this far into the episode. I appreciate every single one of you. I hope that you guys had a very good holiday season and a happy New Year's. New Year's will be in a couple of days at the time that this comes out. So happy New Year's to you guys. Like I said before, there won't be any new episodes for a couple of months, but I will see you guys all again. Literally, we'll see you. Well, I won't see you, but you, you'll you be able to see me in March. <laughs> so thank you again, Diane, for coming on. And yeah. thank you guys so much for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye.